0: Hello and welcome back to Sharp Cuts. My name is Garrett May alongside Josh Nickel. As always, welcome back to the show. Very excited to be here. I, as usual, have been chirped on the show for being very unprepared and today is no different. I have no idea what we're doing today. I rushed in
1: late last minute. Josh, are you ready to go? Because you need to carry the show today. What a week. We got a player of the week nomination. Like an actual like this is our first conversation and we're putting it on the Internet, Garrett. What what doesn't make great YouTube videos than just meeting somebody and talking to them on the Internet? I mean,
0: that it's a snooze fest the way you say it, Josh. So, I mean, and you're not even excited to carry the show for the first time. We've had guests ask if you even contribute to the show. And I say
1: you got to lead the show today and you're not even ready to go. This is episode 53, and I feel like I've carried a many before this oh, one. Oh, oh <laughs> comment down below. Who's
0: carried more shows, Garrett or Josh? I want to see the results of that right now. Let us know in the comments below. If it's Josh, I we maybe need to refat, reformat this entire show. Josh, if you're going to carry the show, how about you introduce the damn guest?
1: So, it was your player of the week. We got a little bit of a because Garrett did his best Australian accent, which I hope he doesn't do on this episode because we're probably going to get a lot of Aussie listeners. Oh, it's coming. But welcome to the show from TRU, the Wolfpack, one of the coolest names in eSports, Anton
2: Napolitano, former player of the week from Garrett May here. Yes, yes. How's it going, boys? Thanks. Thanks very much for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, well, we appreciate you and your patience for dealing with this absolute nonsense that is Sharp Cuts. And Josh, you're damn right, my the accent's going to be coming out, mate. Get ready for it. It's going to be all episode. No, I, I, I would not do that. Definitely not do that. How offensive is that on a scale of 1 to 10, Anton?
2: Oh, man, I'm not offended at all. I think it's great. In fact, I think you should do it.
0: Okay, give us your Canadian
2: accent. Well, how about this? I'll, I'll listen to Josh's Australian accent, and then I'll oh, try I my Canadian, which I've been told sounds like I'm from Texas. So, Josh, let's hear yours yeah, first. Yeah, we
0: need your – yeah,
2: give us your Australian accent, Josh.
1: What was the line that Garrett used? To... No,
0: no, figure it out, Josh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even go. I can't Come on, even your are sharp cuts. Josh, repeat after
2: me. All right, repeat after me, Josh. I'll, I was just in practicum this week. I'm teaching grade sevens. So I feel like I'm back <laughs> in school, all right? Repeat after me, Josh. So, I went to the supermarket. I went to the supermarket. <laughs> the Sabo. The Sabo? I don't even yeah. know what that is. Like This afternoon, and it was bloody chockers. <laughs> bloody chockers.
0: And it was bloody chockers, <laughs> mate. Get with it, Josh. You got to figure it out. It's
2: still better, but that's all right. Yeah, Josh. Okay, that's anybody. pretty I feel lame. Like I have. You got it pretty yeah. lame. Okay,
0: but let's hear Anton, you're Canadian.
2: I've had six years to practice this and I don't think it's gotten any better but um, uh, today I was at school and uh, I was teaching some grade sevens and uh, they were m- mildly amused by my Australian accent. How's that? I mean, pr- pretty
1: good. Like, Yeah? I mean, yeah, right. I mean, 10 times better than Josh's accent. <laughs> oh, yeah. 20 times better. Like, did the kids ask you to say kangaroo or anything like
2: very Australian stereotypical? They, they come up with like, the amount of times this one kid would look at me and just be like, crikey mate, that's not a knife. This is a knife, like, <laughs> right, just focus on our work, shall we? I mean, how many times is too many
0: to get that? I mean, if it were me, it'd be one. Like if somebody, if I go somewhere and they go, oh, hey, I'll go on oot in a boot, eh? I'm done,
2: I'm yeah, immediately yeah. done. Yeah, that's okay. I'm a little bit more patient, but that's all right. <laughs> Yeah, hence the practicum you're trying to be a teacher. Okay, so if
0: you're listening and you didn't realize already, this is a volleyball show. I mean, I don't know what would have given you the indication that this is not, but welcome to Sharp Cuts. Hit that subscribe button. Josh, I'm curious if fans are typing away right now who's carrying more episodes, because right now I better be
1: in the lead. I'm not off to a hot start for this one. I better uh, switch gears here pretty quickly. Well,
0: what are we going to ask Anton to start some interesting conversation here? Because, like I said, I'm unprepared, as always.
1: So, Garrett, if you go to TRU's rosters and you go over the years, they've had guys from France. They've got two Aussies on the team this year. The women seem to have somebody from Turkey or the Ukraine. How in the heck do so many international students want to go to Kamloops, BC, to play post-secondary volleyball? I, I, how did you even un- learn that Canada had a league, Anton?
2: Man, that's a really good question because, like, that's what everyone asks me when they're like, "And you really decided on Kamloops, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, honestly, Camloops isn't that bad. But like, I'm from Melbourne, which is four or five million. So, yeah, Camloops is like a really small, a really small town. But um, the way I found out about it was I was doing some junior national team stuff through Oz. Uh, and at the end of one of the camps, they were like, look, here's a little booklet list of universities in the States and Canada. Um, shoot the coach an email if you're interested and see if you can get some sort of scholarship. And I was like, all right, sweet. I didn't even bother with the States because I just wasn't good enough to get a full ride there. Mind you, I did try Hawaii. I still haven't heard back, but fingers crossed, maybe they hit me up. Um, So I just emailed a bunch of Canadian universities and I was pretty late in emailing them actually. And I just so happened to just luck out that TOU was one of the ones that got back to me and they were in the top league. And they also offered a full ride, so I was whoa, like,
1: "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What do you mean they're in the top league here? In Canada, Canada West would be the top Canada league." Yeah, like, is, like, no,
0: but we we need him to clear up if that is that what he's saying. Like, you're saying that division is the top? Yeah. I mean, you just so matter of a fact about it, Josh. Like, I mean, just burying in a, a moment the rest of the country.
2: Is this, is this Josh Nye versus Garrett right now?
1: Well, I'm trying to wonder, like, did anyone tell you about, like, say, the OUA and go, oh, don't, don't go there? Like, I'm wondering how did you figure no. out it was the
2: top league or, like... I I'll, uh, sure. I mean, hang on. Wait a second. Where did you play, Garrett? No, no. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, that's, that's fine. <laughs> Personal opinion. Yeah, Canada West is the top league. 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, I feel that. We've said that a number of times on this show, but I take offense to somebody coming in not knowing any, like, that's your first impression is, oh, yeah, this is the better division. Like, knowing nothing else, Josh. No, 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 no,
2: no. Okay, no, don't get me wrong. I didn't know that going in. Oh, that's just your impression. (laughs) I I lucked out because I didn't even know of the different leagues. TRU offered a full ride, so I was like, let's give it a shot. If I don't like it, I can always come home. And then when I got here, I was like, bloody oath, this kind of the is so much, but no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so glad I didn't end up at Western. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, you should be, but it sounds like a full ride. Like uh, what, like they, like your entire tuition is paid for by your scholarship.
2: Yeah. That's all they can do here in Canada. Um, so yeah, it was all tuition.
0: Yeah. So that's the thing, Josh, that's the kicker is there's a max they can give you in terms of money. And at many schools in the Can West, it pays your entire tuition. And at many schools in Ontario, it doesn't, right? So like, right. you're talking about competitive advantage. I mean, there it is right there. No, no. I mean, no question why Canada West is better. They can offer full rides.
2: I rest my case. Josh, you're
1: doing a terrible job of carrying the show, by the way. I mean, oh, we I, really My need to... brain can't get past how somebody who grows up in Melbourne wants to move to Camloops. Like, if I lived in Melbourne, there'd be, like, maybe three cities in the world I would leave it for, and I don't know if any of them are in Canada, to be Isn't honest. Isn't Camloops like, yeah. beautiful?
2: I, I'm sure Kamloops- it is, but Melbourne want, is beautiful. But, like, Josh, I mean, I, I wasn't moving to check out different the different landscapes of the world. I was moving to get an education paid for and to pursue volleyball.
0: Yeah,
1: Josh, you know nothing about. Hey, by the way, did you ever play, Josh? Me? Me? Yeah. I, I played club uh, for the here-in tsunami, Garrett. I don't think they exist anymore. Wait, we had t-shirt what?
2: uniforms. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, Garrett, G- so who did you play for? You never answered my question.
0: Yeah, um, well, which sport, beach or indoor? Because two very different answers. Indoor. Yeah, indoor I played for Western University out of the OUA in Ontario.
2: Oh, so that's, okay. That's not Canada West, though, is it? No, definitely not. Uh, Far so from I'm it. just grinding your gears, mate. It's no, good. I was trying to think of my record against
0: Canada West in my in my years playing. Like, what was my personal record? Because the OUA's record is garbage. But what would my personal record be? Um, and I think it's like four and two or four and one or something. Like, pretty oh, po- positive record cool. against Canada yeah, West yeah.
1: in my career. So... What I don't I don't think that's accurate at all. Well... I think you beat Trinity two or three times. Twice. But you would have lost to Manitoba. You would have lost yep. to U of A. Yep. Who else did you play in, like, the other side of the bracket sometimes? Like, if you lost your quarter. Did you go to Nationals every year you played? No. Listen, my medal history
0: is, is a poor one, Josh. Um, so... Let's not walk down this memory lane to avoid further embarrassment for Garrett. uh, I think you're popping off here a little bit. I'm just... uh, Well, welcome to Sharp Cuts, Josh. (laughs) We should rename the show Garrett Pops Off and Gets People Upset About It.
1: Do you play beach at all, Anton? Yes, and he's going to play with a guy I'm trying to get to join the national team, but he'd rather stay in Kamloops because it's so beautiful and play beach with Anton. Did not expect that question to trigger Josh like that.
2: (laughs) Um... That's good. I'm happy for Josh to participate more. Um, <laughs> I, I try to play beach. Uh, it's like something that's extremely enjoyable. I'm not particularly good at it. Um, but yes, I will be playing with Sam Elgert, who was my fellow 6'2 partner for the Wolfpack. We live together.
0: I mean, it's just such a natural segue. So 6'2 partner, by that do you mean he is 6'2 and your partner? or he was your partner when you ran a 6'2'' in your indoor team? I think it's both.
2: Is he, well, 6'2"? I mean, really, is he 6'2''? Is he 6'2''? Actually, I think he's 6'2''.
1: I think he would say he's 6'2'' and they played the 6'2'' system, yeah. So he's your 6'2'' partner in more ways
0: than one?
2: <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Well, that, that's just too perfect. <laughs>
0: So you guys ran a six-two and actually had success doing it, which I mean, if you've listened to this show before, listener, which I mean, it's probably the five of you, you've heard me say how we need some more excitement and intrigue in our sport. But it sounds like you guys found a way to do that. Must have been you must have been an interesting team to watch and play against. Do you feel that way?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I like to think so. Um, he Sam is like incre- incredibly versatile and extremely athletic. So like setting him was just so enjoyable because I was like, and I don't think he even knew how he was going to get the kill, but he just, like, we would get so many kills and hit at such a high efficiency. And then once we started getting things flowing, we'd run some X-balls and stuff like that, like a fake X as well. Oh, yeah. It was was just a lot of fun because, like, teams don't do it at this level.
0: They don't. And we've talked about that, that on the show. So why the hell not, is my question to you. We haven't figured it out on the show. We had a couple of Windsor guys. Again, OUA, so not the top league, uh, according to you. But their reasoning was a lack of confidence and kind of this cookie cutter, oh, we got to do what they do to be good type thing. But it, it seems like you guys were able to have some confidence to run something interesting. So what the
2: hell's their problem? I, I agree partially with the cookie cutter. I think it's just like this is a 5-1 has been successful and they do it at the highest level. You can only do that. Um, I like to think outside the box, I'd say a little more than most people. But in saying that, it is hard to run a successful 6-2 because the hitters get less time with each setter. Each setter has a different setting style. You have to calibrate it to the hitter. Um, Yeah, things like that. Well, and you have the setter... Three front quarter hitters. So. Yeah,
0: but you also have the setter penetrating out of position five twice instead of once, which is mega awkward. Like, do you got you guys ever just flip that one and go, "Nah, let's just have the setter in two here uh, to get out of this rotation." I mean, you have that option though. Like, how is more options not better? Don't we do that every time with our spread offense, Josh? How does more off more options not equal better?
1: More options is always better, and the X play, Garrett. I think it's it's fascinating because I, I don't teams. They must scout it on you guys, but I'm trying to think, if you had to name five other schools that ran an X this year in the Canada West, there probably isn't any, Anton, right?
2: Yeah, none that ran an X. But, like, to answer your question, Gary, coming out of position five, at least for me, actually became, like, quite a lot of fun because the other Aussie, Sam Flowerday, has, like, some nice bunnies on him, and we would have the middle run a 31, and then Flowers would come inside and hit an X-ball from the left side. And then, like, once we ran that, he would approach in and, like, fake the X and then just hit a go ball over the top of the 31. Um, And I think it was against Trinity. We ran it once, and it worked, like, perfectly. Um, Yeah, and then after you do
0: that once or twice, then your right side's got a permanent one-on-one for the rest of the game. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, it's cool, Josh. Like, did you just invite a guy I named Player of
1: the Week onto the
0: show just to have somebody that I wouldn't argue with all the time?
1: No, that wasn't the goal, Garrett. The goal was... Uh, to create more content, so we posted Player of the Week, and somebody led me their Volleymetrics password, so when I went back and actually watched a guy who you said, he got like 50 assists and he got 30 kills, I'm watching the clips and he's hitting X's, he's setting X's, they're doing like, TRU was running an offense this year, so the more I like, I wasn't going to watch full matches because I don't want to do that, but because I got access to Volleymetrics and I could just like F-key the whole thing and just watch a bunch of clips, I was blown away by what they're doing. You you need to rewind there. How did you get a code for volumetrics. Uh, it's just, you know what, Garrett, you, you might want to take this advice. It's not that hard to be a good guy. And when you're a good guy, people want to help you out. So when we complain nah, during that the can't SASK episode.
0: It. That can't be it at all. We during
1: the SASK episode that people need to send us highlights. Somebody's like, oh, like, if you need the clips here, I'm not going to send you the clips, but here's my login. What? Get the clips yourself. And you didn't great share it with
2: advice, me? Gosh, great life advice. I
0: you you care. didn't share with me. Or did the person send it to me like, hey. Don't you dare share this with Garrett, cause he's a dick.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't get I didn't get those instructions, but I don't know how productive you would be at work if you were just if you got this password, cause you can go down the rabbit hole and just start watching matches here. Like, it, it volumetrics yeah. is very effective. you yeah, don't dude. have a volumetrics account. Stop it, Anton! Don't even. You have one?
2: Like would you would, would you like to use it? He plays in the top <laughs> league in Canada. Of course they have volumetric. They got the
0: budget for that. Eh? We don't. We got to mooch off one of those teams and can't even <laughs> share it among our two members of this organization. Gosh, what a Mickey Mouse garbage show we're running here. Thanks for <laughs> watching. Hit that subscribe button, five star that podcast and all those good things. <laughs> okay i'm i'm pissed because you got to watch all the highlights that was just my thing i was like i want to watch that and see some of those x plays that seems like interesting volleyball that i would watch and if you can skip all the time where we don't spend actually in
1: a rally like that's some entertaining stuff right there now i can't wait to log in later tonight and go back and watch the trinity game and see the fake x that sam was hitting and then uh yeah just are you just rubbing it in or what (laughs) what the hell man Okay, do
0: all these teams like have volumetrics and they're just setting it up for all their players? Like everybody's got it? I don't know
1: if it's a
2: U-sports thing, but I think Canada West definitely It might be a whole U-sports thing. We used to use Huddle, uh, which is another platform. But yeah, I think volumetrics is pretty widely used. You can like look up uh, like even all the games in the States. You can watch them, all the breakdown for them as well.
0: Okay, so for every game, there's some jobody sitting there. Pressing a button every time a rally begins and ends and like stat in the whole thing, and then has to go in and translate that into volumetrics. Well, the
1: filters are really good. Like, I could just go to Anton and go attacks and kills, and you could do it through transition or first ball, and then it just like shows it to you, and you can just go next clip. So, yeah, the
2: the levels of filtering you can do is actually quite bizarre. Before this turns into a commercial for
1: volumetrics, Garrett, uh, you know, no free ads on this show.
2: good josh finally he's left you can, yes you can, now it's you and me now you can it's host you and me. we should have started early without him
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is amazing but yes volumetrics is a is a lifesaver i don't know gary you didn't even watch video when you played at western so i don't know why you're so upset that you don't have access to
0: volumetrics I, i'm not that upset really like i'm just trying <laughs> to make a bit of a stink like you nerds in your volumetrics program um staying up late like watching trying to get insights like does it really <laughs> help you Be entertained? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the best use for it actually. Can we just get on YouTube? Like this is what they should do. You want people to watch more volleyball? Get the volley metrics and put it up on YouTube. So the full two hour game takes 20 minutes to play. I would watch that.
2: If you had a login. I don't have a login. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Thanks for rubbing that in Anton. (laughs) okay, Okay. So you, you're out there, so you got a highlight reel. You're setting, you're hitting. So that's got to be weird. Like, and if you're trying to play pro, are you now only like making offers to yourself to teams who run a six-two, like, or do (laughs) like is that your only options, or do you like, hey, I can do both?
2: No, I'll I'll play pro as a setup. Um, The only reason we ran it this year was we didn't really have a legitimate right side. Um, Like, I I played right side I think for the first very first game against Trinity. And like, can't really hit D-balls for the life of me. So that was entertaining. Um, And then, I mean, I I used to be, like I got recruited as a a right side. Well, I got recruited as a left side and then I couldn't pass, nor could I learn how to pass. Um, So that kind of fizzled out. And then I made the transition to setter in my second year, well, end of first year into second year. Uh, And then it was like a setter ever since, but then this year rolled around and we didn't have a legit right side so we ran a
1: 6-2 I'm a little sad that it came because they didn't have a right side and not because they had two awesome setters like this kind of came out of necessity because they couldn't hit a D ball versus like they just had ballers that they needed to keep on the court
0: yeah like I'm less hype about it now I'm kind of
1: a little bit yeah, yeah. Like,
0: I thought yeah like because <laughs> your highlight reel is awesome like you got some cool plays on there run X it's like I'm sure you could hit a D ball but like why in the
1: front row why hit a back row ball when you
0: could hit a front row ball I agree. Yeah, like, I agree. What are we doing here?
1: Now, the big question here is: now that he's got a highlight clip on our Instagram page, is that increasing the offers of pro? Like, do we have agents watching our Instagram page that like we're going to give him the bump to really put him over Hold the top? Hold on, here? you put him on our Instagram page? <laughs> Absolutely, I did. You can't with even with you put... voicing over. If he gets a pro offer, we can take like five percent credit for this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. Let's. Where's our commission here, Anton? We need the budget. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's going to be a big first-year contract too, boys. 5% is going to get you a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Josh, I mean, you're, yeah, your social media stuff is great. I mean, I wish you would it's catch actually, up, though, because I have that, no idea what you're talking point,
2: about. Boys, on that point, um, I didn't see it, but I think someone told me that uh, Australian Volley reposted that clip that you boys did when I chucked it up on my story. So, you know... You're, you're on the international stage, basically. Well, I mean, we got you. So
0: we we got everybody down under <laughs> coming soon, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were coming and now they're headed back there. That, that was, that, was yeah. it, that ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Speaking of social media, because you got player of the week. Did you have a dirty mullet?
2: Yeah, I did, actually. We had a few on the team. Um... So I, I actually cut my own hair. I've always cut my own hair. I've never been to a hairdresser. So this year came around and I was like, let's, let's try the mullet. It's my final year. Cut it myself. Takes less time to cut. So I just went, went with it. And if I may say so myself, it, it actually got quite luscious.
0: I mean, I'm looking at that highlight rule just to confirm that Josh actually did do that because you can't trust it. But And it was looking like it was flowing nicely in like a a legit mullet, though. I, I got to respect it. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Appreciate it. Did yeah, you compliment was, that was, with uh, a handlebar was a mustache? No, no, I didn't go that far. <laughs> yeah, that would have been too much.
0: Um, okay, I was trying to segue, not so gracefully, into everybody's favorite segment, Josh. We still haven't confirmed if everybody even likes this segment or not, but it's Players of the Week and Clowns of the Week. So We like it. I mean, we love it, and we're going to keep doing it until somebody tells us to stop, um, which hasn't happened yet. So uh, for those of you who don't know, we do a segment where we call out some people... For both good and bad reasons. Players of the week, people who deserve to be called out for some good reasons, and some people who deserve to be called out for some bad reasons, and clowns of the week. So we surprise our guests, and they don't have much time to think about it. And Josh, I'm putting myself in that category today as well, because I'm so unprepared. I don't even have, I didn't have clowns of the week, and so I'm just going to see what I can come up with. So I'm definitely not going first. So Josh,
1: why don't you start it off with player of the week? Uh, Player of the week. I'm going to go with the team of Brandy Wilkerson and Sophie Bukovic because Garrett, there was some naysayers at the start of the year when they didn't qualify, and then they went to the Canada Trials and they didn't do well, and people are like, ooh, like did they make a mistake? Like why do we put two blockers together? Like why are they playing together? Fifth at to Pima, win in Orsika. Their points are trending up. They still have a chance at Worlds. I think you know the naysayers, the Garrett Bayes out there, they made a mistake when they questioned this team. Okay, well hold on. Is this
0: overreaction <laughs> Monday here when we see one? Result- result and lose our minds? Yes, because we were doubting when they didn't do well and now you're saying player of the week because they did do well. I mean, absolutely, player of the week. You win in Orsika, you deserve it because those things everybody knows are notoriously hard to win. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) But uh, congrats on the results Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I agree. You know anything about them Anton?
2: I've got no idea about anything you just said.
0: Yeah, well, get with it. You don't follow Canadian Beach Volleyball? What the heck? No, sorry. Yeah, no, I get it. Neither do our fans. Um, Okay, over to who should go, me or Anton here? I think I'll go because I'm only kind of ready. Um, So my player this week of the week is, uh, well, I have one, but then there's a few kind of honorable mentions. So my player of the week is Mike Hawkins, friend of the show, recorded a show with Mike. It got lost to space and time. We still don't know where that episode went. Um, but Mike just got named to the next-gen U23 and U21 head coaching position for for Team Canada. Two teams he's coaching um, with two different sets of assistant coaches. So congrats, Mike. Um, also, I'll be calling you up soon. Maybe you need an assistant at UBC because I'm in the neighborhood now. So uh, just planning that seat early, Mike. If you're listening, he's totally not. He's too busy with these two teams, Josh. Are you qualified to coach in the best league, the highest division in Canada? Yeah, absolutely. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like don't even – don't put that out there, Josh. I won't even let you muddy the waters with that.
2: Um, is he a good coach, uh, Anton? I love him. I, I actually – he was my first-year coach here. He came in as interim head coach and Matt Kruger was assistant. Um and yeah, he's a lovely guy, really, really nice. And ever since, whenever we play each other, we always have a good catch-up. And I ask him for tips and pointers, and he gives me as much as he can. But I, I'd love to play for him <clears throat> one day again. Yeah, great guy.
0: Yeah. Well, congrats, Mike. Honorable mentions: Dan Oda is coaching the Next Gen Final Six team for the men. Uh, Dan Lewis is coaching the Next Gen Pan Am Cup team, and of course, Ben Josephson coaching the senior team this summer. Um, and I think he's done at Trinity now, right? He has to be or something like that. This is his last year because
1: he's moving on to the national team. Can we confirm or deny that, Josh? And even if it's not, let's just spread rumors. But who who's going to be the replacement? Is it Ben? Like uh, it, the other Ben, like on their south Ben Ball? Is it Adam Schreimer? Like, let's just start spreading rumors. Is uh, it Hawkins? Is okay. he switching over to Trinity from yeah. UC? If we're spreading rumors, <laughs> it could be me. I'm in the neighborhood now, Josh.
0: <laughs> uh, it's a bit of a drive for me. Okay. Um, so, player of the week, Mike Hawkins. Congrats, Mike. Over to you, Anton, for player of the week.
2: Okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to do player and clown in one. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Meaning it's the same person. Correct. Okay, well, you're going first for clown of the week then, and it's an absolute cop out, and we cannot let him off the hook for that, Josh. You needed two. He's going with one. We've seen it before on the show, though. You're not the first, Anton.
2: Ah, okay. All right. Well, (laughs) obviously not a listener if he doesn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. No idea. (laughs) Um, Player of the week. All right. Fellow, fellow countrymen, uh, fellow Aussie Calgary right side, Hamish Hazleton. Um, Actually, we, we start, I first met him at, I think my second junior national team camp. And he was like, he'd like just started playing volleyball, but was, Extremely physical. And I've kind of seen him work his way up through the different leagues in Canada and then get to Calgary and just dominate. Um, But I'm also calling him Clown of the Week because I'm not sure if you, you guys must have been aware, when they went to Nationals, basically all of the team shaved their heads. Oh, Garrett, you didn't know this? Well,
0: they all shaved their heads because of him?
2: No, because I think it was like, oh, we made nationals, let's shave our heads. And he didn't? Oh, no, no, he did.
0: And he looked like an
2: absolute clown? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, he he pulled it off all right. But, I mean, you know, gutsy thing to do, especially as a whole team, so... I don't know. I haven't listened to many other episodes. I don't know if that was a poor clown of the week or not. You can be brutally well, honest it's, with me. It's come up before. Nolan Langley gave Tom
1: Sora a clown of the week for the self-given haircut in the hotel room. The Calgary Dinos haircut thing did not go over well with the rest of the country, Garrett. Yeah, like, but okay, look
0: at us. How pretentious are we that we want to be entertaining? We want people to watch our sport. And the moment somebody does anything interesting <laughs> or unique, it's like, oh, no, I, that terrible, brutal, awful. How could they do that? It's bad for the
1: sport. I blame you,
0: Josh. And can you, Josh, confirm or deny if those were good player of the week, clown of the week from Anton or if they were bad?
1: I think we have to get Hamish on the show. He keeps coming up, and this this is what you absolute fence sitter, Josh. This is what bugs me the most, is I keep using it as an argument when we had Tom Sore on the show and he talked about how complex setting is and he just sets Hamish like 80% of the balls. So we need to get his perspective on this because Tom is not being that tactical. He's
2: just giving Hamish the ball. Yeah. Dude, I, I can speak to that 100%. When we had Tim Dobbett on the team, like 6'10", amazing right side transfer from BYU, li- literally it was like this. Anton, if you ever in doubt, you don't know who to set, just flick it back to Dobby. Sure enough. Sure enough. And you probably had great
1: stats. You were a great setter that year, setting one dude. Oh, it was it was great. Good
2: fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So amazing, guys. Love to hear it. Great content. But Josh, you've successfully dodged the frickin' question of making a judgment on Anton's player clown of the week.
1: As per usual. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like are you gonna (laughs) chirp somebody
1: or do something or are you just gonna let it slide? You know, I've I've reviewed it, Garrett. I've taken it under advisement, and I've decided approved, approved player and clown of the week. Absolutely awful,
0: absolutely (laughs) awful, Josh. Unbelievable.
1: Okay, I'm going then because
0: yours is going to be so great. So it must it must top all of us. So my clown of the week is actually going to be um, Sean McKay coach of the Saskatchewan University Volleyball team for a few reasons. Now, I don't know this. This has not been confirmed or denied. But I'm just reading into your statements, Josh, about the Volleymetrics account. And it I can only assume that it might be his account who he gave to you to use. If it wasn't... False. If false. it wasn't... Yeah, you would say false if it was. Um, if it wasn't, I still have a valid reason for Clown of the Week because... You know, in your coaching career, you want to like, you know, get good jobs and coach big teams and, you know, definitely make the mark on the volleyball world. Sean just got named to be the assistant coach of the next gen U21 team on Team Canada, which is great, great for him, but also kind of lame. So Sean, I expect to see bigger and better things
1: of you. Yep. Wow. I think you're attacking him because you thought he gave me his password, which he didn't. But I also think you're not as close as you think you are, Garrett, because he recently got married and I didn't see you at the wedding. So maybe you're not as close to Sean as you think you are. I don't think we're that close at all. So
0: (laughs) if we're even further than I thought we were, maybe he hates me. So I'm just I'm just (laughs) calling him out to let him know that I see his name on this list of coaches announced and I see him very low on it and he needs to be better. It's a ladder. It's a a step in the right direction. Also, if he wants to defend himself, send me that volumetrics account. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Josh, well, if ours were so bad, then let's see what you can deliver in your clown of the week.
1: Well, it's a name that's come up before, Garrett, but if you do follow him on Instagram, Logan Man recently won the first Cliver of the Year, which is awesome. Like that's a good accomplishment. Those are tough tournaments. But Garrett, I don't like the it's obvious they're flexing photo when they win. Like the you can tell like he's given it everything he's got, like he's flexing. And also at the Cliver, their prize money's paid in cash. It's not like a check or a deposit later on. And you gotta put the big bills on top. He's flexing really hard with a five dollar bill in his hand. Clown move, clown of the week, Logan Men. Congratulations on the Cliver, but the winning photo, just not a fan. I'm
0: looking at the photo right now, um, Logan Men on Instagram, and it's absolutely correct. Like, try to make it look like you're not flexing, but you are flexing. <laughs> it looks like he lost because, well, or did he play with Gabe Berlucu?
1: No, I think he played with uh, Curtis Stockton. Yeah, like another. He's one athlete. guy's posing with a five dollar bill. Week. And the other guy is posing with a hundred dollar (laughs) bill.
0: So who won that game? You tell me, I don't know,
1: but I can only assume the guy holding the hundred. But in the caption, he says one for one, like it was his goal to play in the finals or it was a goal to win the tournament. Or are they both holding money
0: and they're actually not standing beside each other in the photo? You know a what? Hard one. I agree with Clown of the Week here on that one. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you win a Cliver, you get Clown of the Week. It's just how it rolls on this show. You make you make you're an assistant coach for a national team. Clown of the Week. You shave your head. Clown of the Week. Don't even think about it. So that's how we do on this show. Now that brings up something that I'm kind of pissed off about, Josh. And I, you know, I like to air my grievances on the show, and I want to see what you think about this, Anton. So, like, if Ken West is the best, which I I'm not gonna. I'm not going to dispute that. Um, They've dominated. Doesn't it make sense, though, that in our beach volleyball league that the people playing in the local Western Canadian tournaments would be the ones making impacts and delivering for our national team and progressing to the next level? Because when you look at our indoor team progression, you see, I don't know if this is true for any of the foreigners coming in as well, but if you look at the indoor progression, it's a lot of Can West guys who end up on that uh, national team. It's a great division you got top teams good coaches great thing but you look at the beach progression and almost everybody's not is coming through Ontario partly because the center is there but I'm not sure why that is if we got people who are great why aren't we making the trip and playing in Norseka's and doing all these other things maybe you don't have a good
1: answer Josh well I think it comes down to finances where I think Canada has done so well internationally that you can be a non-national team athlete and still play pro overseas or you can be like a fringe national team guy and you can still make a living Garrett for you and your family and do well versus beach it's kind of pay to play sometimes you risk going into debt like an example I think of is uh, I think Blake Shearhorn would have been amazing on the beach and he played pro and he played on our indoor national team but like he, he's a young man and he's retired now and he was kind of I don't think he ever played on our A team but he played on the B team there's a guy who could have been one of our best blockers for a lot of years where it, maybe it didn't Financially, makes sense for him to come to the beach.
0: Yeah, I mean, bringing it back to money just hurts me in the gut. I'm, I'm immediately deflated, Josh. So, I mean, way to do that to me. Um, I mean, I assume that's Anton. What you're thinking too is like, hey, I better make that money, right? If I'm trying to make a career of this.
2: Honestly, Josh's answers are <clears throat> a lot more in depth than mine. I don't know. I don't know uh, how it's all scheduled here in Canada, but like. If you're a great indoor player from Canada West and you're pursuing that, like maybe FTC training, would that not coincide or conflict with beach opportunity and you just have to choose or am I off with that? It's a good question,
0: Josh, and one that I would like you to answer.
1: Well, now, uh, great timing, guys. Uh, Did you guys know May 13th to 15th in Toronto we're having a summer next-gen tryout? So that's for athletes who are, you know, in school. Garrett, they'll receive four months of carding, a tuition credit included in that four months. It's going to be a great thing. Yes. Yes. So for Anton to say he needed a full ride to go to TRU, come to the beach national team, train with me for four months and have the most fun of your life and then go back to school with a tuition credit to cover your tuition this year at school. May 13th to 15th, Garrett, be there. Josh, that's absolute nonsense that that's an actual thing because here's here's the thing anton it's exciting for me to announce this that our summer athletes who are training part-time will get four months did you know that at one point canada had so little funding that garrett may who was a world champion was fighting tooth and nail with grant ogorman and all the other best up-and-comers for four months of funding to train for 12 months of training what a time to be alive garrett you were born in the wrong generation (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Josh. Really appreciate that. So are you saying, though, so
0: what if I, me and Anton are coming down there to Toronto, May 13th, we show up. He's Australian. I'm retired. And we dominate at the tryout.
1: Are you saying we're getting carding? Well, Anton, if you read the nitty-gritty fine print, he's actually not eligible because he doesn't have a Canadian passport, which is you got to be a Canadian citizen to be on the Canadian national team.
0: Yeah, we can get around that. It's just the summer training group. It's not actually the national team. Come on, Josh. What?
1: (laughs) This getting... is our entry to our pathway. I'm so excited that we have money to offer these students who can, you know, hopefully Anton's roommate, Sam Elgert, if you're listening to this, uh, come to the tryout. But anyways, more Canada West guys can come Garrett. Now we can fund them. Now they don't have to move to Ontario on their own dollar. And it is a pay to play program. Now we can fund them. Our, our reach is expanding here. What a great opportunity for our sport Garrett. Yeah. And it's just so sad that
0: you're right. And I'm incredibly bitter. It's just such a great thing, and I should probably just shut it off there to just keep everybody feeling good about it.
1: Well, Garrett, I mean, if you're going to be working remotely, what's the difference if you're in Vancouver or if you're in Ontario for the summer? Like, Maria, like, she would miss you, but I think it'd be more fun for you to be in Toronto this summer with the beach, whether you're coaching or playing. I don't know. I can't confirm or deny, but... uh... Okay, I'll go back to my hypothetical. If me and
0: Anton (laughs) come
1: down and dominate, are we getting guarded? I think you have a shot. You think I have a shot? (laughs) If you're listening to this, you have a shot because Garrett, we have. I oh, think you we weren't talking least, to me.
0: You're talking to the listener. Ah, this just,
1: we have at least 10 cards to award Garrett, at least. So I'm coming is what you're saying. Do I qualify? I don't think you do because uh, I think you're a little old to be a summer next gen athlete on the pathway here. Why? What does age have to do with it? You ageist. No, that's true, Garrett. That's true. Yeah, check your privilege there. Josh. So I don't think you'll be ready for Paris, but you'll be ready for L.A. in 2028. So that's that's kind of our target for this group.
0: Yeah. All right. So I'm definitely not coming, so, though, because, yeah, you like, the, like you're going to get people to go away. They've spent the whole year at a school where they don't, like, I mean, a guy like Anton, what do you do in the summers? You go home or you stay?
2: No, I stay.
0: Yeah. Like, this guy, wow, this guy's away from all his friends and family, basically everybody he ever knew for the whole year. Now, you've done that for
2: six years? Yeah. I've been back twice, but they were pretty quick.
0: Yeah, like, <clears throat> what a life, Josh. Does that sound like something that is really that attractive to people?
1: Well, I mean, he moved here from Australia to go to Kamloops. Why not check out Toronto before you go back <laughs> home or start your career? Like,
0: Wow, Toronto such the summer summer shade on Kamloops right here. there looks oh, is great is it not great
2: I love it dudes i got a great view out my window right now it's good in the summers it's awesome he has a window josh how's your view
0: i have a window as well oh, okay. yeah. yeah i didn't for a while so that okay yeah, maybe yeah okay all right josh where are we going with this show man
1: like you got to steer the ship here because uh you know what what are we doing here I can't believe you were so upset and I did my little sales pitch that wasn't even planned and I'm fired up and you're not fired up for a sport Josh, to be friendly. You,
2: you did a very good job. I don't know if you've got a script plastered to your wall, but that was pretty good.
1: I think registration's going to grow here. It, I mean, it better. Okay, I,
0: I'm I'm bitter because I spent so many years in that system fighting. I got four months of carding, trained all year, traveled on the world tour of 50 grand a year in travel to make back five grand in prize money, um, you know, struggling to earn points and get on the, get a spot on the tour for now. They got the opportunity to spend on people to just come there for the summer during university. When in my first year, my very first year, the beach national team head coach said, you have to be here full time. You can't go play indoor. Otherwise you cut. So mm. it's like, you know, That's what I'm dealing with. So I'm really happy for the players and you and everybody dealing with it now. But I'm just such a bitter guy, Josh. I got to get over
1: that. You know, just an inclusive guy, Gary. You know, I get opportunities like this, make things happen. You know, just moving and shaking. National team, trending. Bam. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. Well, anything you want our guest to weigh in on or should we just ignore him and keep talking about this stuff? I would like to pick his brain on something very topical. Garrett, did you know that McMaster head coach Dave Preston is now the head coach of Volleyball Australia? What? Dead serious, yeah. Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> did wow. you play on Dave, Garrett? I he would have am... played
1: against him in every OUA final that Garrett was in university. He would have battled across the net from coach Dave Preston. I am finding this news out live for the first time.
0: <laughs> my goodness. So that, that you're hoping that's going to be your head coach one day there,
2: Anton. Yeah, well, we didn't we didn't know who it was. Like, I got the Im- invitation to the L well, whatever they're doing right now, tryouts. But I didn't know who the coach was. And then they announced it was him. And I was like, oh, bloody earth, that's kind of cool.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's a weird situation. I mean, good for Dave. I, I mean, good for Dave, because I know he was gunning for the Canadian head coaching job. And... Obviously, didn't get it because it went to Ben Josephson, and so I mean, totally pivots and gets a job for the Australian national team. I mean, I, I got to applaud that move, Josh. I mean, we battled. Really happy for Dave. Yeah, we battled he, for years. Been... I, I, you know, personally, I don't know,
1: but great move. I got you. Got to respect the move. Yeah, he's been on Passing Dimes. You can check out that episode. Super smart guy, like super prepared, super organized. Just a great person to chat with. Uh, he's been involved in the Canadian system. Obviously, Mac has been relevant for. Gosh, since he got that role, he, Mac has been really good in our league. So, uh, Anton, what's kind of the message back home? Like, we, we think here in Canada, like Benjo will have to give up his university coaching job. Is the Australia job something where Dave's going to like move his family and have to coach you around? Or what is your system or structure around the national team?
2: Uh, that's a good question. I can't answer that confidently. Um, but, I mean, considering how many different coaches we've had. Over the last couple of years, uh, I'm not sure all the dynamics around that, um, and then I don't know how long his commitment is going to have to be because obviously the pro the pro season is going to start in September and everyone usually goes off and does that and then comes back in the off season to train. Um, so I don't know. I don't. I doubt, off the top of my head, that he would have to move his whole family over there. But who knows?
0: Yeah. I mean, wow. That is shocking news for me to hear, Josh. I mean, I would expect that they would conflict with some of the stuff at McMaster, right? Like, I mean, it would... I, like, I don't know how you can do both jobs. Like, I guess Glenn Hogue for years coached Team Canada and then also coached pro, pro teams overseas. But that seems less of a... Well... I guess, what does it matter if you're coaching for a foreign country's team? Has this ever happened before?
1: Yeah. I mean, who are some of the other Aussie coaches? Like, you mentioned you've gone through a bunch of coaches. Like, where else were they Were they college-university coaches here in Canada or, or the U-sports or NCAA say, or
2: uh, pro, I think was, pro in Europe somewhere? Yeah, yeah. I think um, the one we had most recently who coached the VNL, I think he was an Italian bloke. Um, and then before, I, I think they're mainly like internationals. It's, it's, it's pretty hard to, but not only that, but like not, um, uh, English speaking is their first language. Right.
0: I'm sure um, that's tough. Like that would be tough for me if like there was a language barrier with your coach, like, cause I mean, and I'm assume at the highest level, you got to get into some stuff with your coach. Like, and if you're struggling with the language, like that just makes things more difficult. Don't you think?
2: Yeah, um, well, especially when it's one one coach yeah. coaching so many guys. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I can understand maybe like if you're like Mike Christensen in Russia or something like that, you can get a translator. Yeah, but, that's yeah. true.
0: Yeah, and I mean even oh – gosh. I, Josh, you can't just break news to me on the show <laughs> without – I feel like you've told me like 10 things though this episode that I had no idea about. Do I even follow volleyball, I think, is the question
1: I need to ask well, myself. Well, I think here. you have a, a real day job where, like, my day job is to talk about volleyball. I'm, I'm in the world where, like, you have to go, like, accomplish stuff, so. So how's your job going, Josh? You doing a good job? Awesome. Can't wait for our summer tryout, May 13th to 15th in Toronto. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> how Did you hear that. Sam and Dan qualified for Worlds? We're, we're going in a good direction, too. Yeah, I don't know what you got from that, Anton, but I could see
0: directly through that. It's not going well, is it? <laughs>
2: Hey, he's, he's trying. All right, so here's a, here's a question whilst we're on the topic of the Australian team. Do you, did you guys follow them much at VNL or have done so in the past?
1: So they got into the final round, right? I, I haven't followed too, too much. Like, I don't think they did very well, but they were in the top 16, right? So I think it, it is a good program. It's exciting for Dave to take it over, but it's not – it's fair to say they're not like a metal threat going into this year's VNL, right? Is that fair? I
2: would I would agree with that, yeah. And it, all, like, it also depends, like, who decides to come back and play. Um, especially last year, like, the v team, from what I saw, was very, very young. Um, and they had, like, I think Bo Graham was originally in middle, but he was playing right side. Like, in, you know, you don't have, like, Curtis Stockton or Lincoln Williams, Thomas Edgar, all those big guys. So,
0: hold on. You got top players, like – from your country deciding not to play on the national team? Yes. Because it like hurts their pro, they want to rest from pro and stuff like that.
2: Okay, don't don't take my word for this, but from what I heard, I don't know if there is much funding for the athletes to represent Australia. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say it's somewhat similar here in Canada. I don't know what the indoor guys get, Josh, but like say they get, I don't know, for the summer Let's say it's, well, I can't even throw it a number. Say it's 12 grand for the four months you're there or whatever because you go play in pro. That even seems like they might even get more than that. But, like, is that worth it? Maybe you want to actually just forego that if you got a good contract and just, like, spend time with your family,
1: recoup, rest, so you can have a good pro season, get a good contract. Well, I think that's what's happening now that it's a new cycle. Like, in Canada, (laughs) like, like... Gord Perrin is not with our national team, but he's not retiring from volleyball. He's still going to play pro. Like, Shawan Vernon-Evans is not with our national team, but he's not retired. So I think uh, I think if you play for your national team right now because of the way VNL and is structured and all the other national team stuff, it's year-round for these guys. So, like, I think that at a certain point, the volume adds up, right? And if you're not getting paid and you risk an injury, like, I imagine Shawan had a really good year, and I think he wants to keep those contracts that he's are well-deserved, that would you risk going to your national team in a non-Olympic year to maybe risk a knee? Or an ankle or a shoulder when you know that this is how he makes his living, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, but but how how devastating for our sport for that to be
2: the case, you know what I mean? Okay, but I'm not sure if you can answer this, but like, let's say, let's say you make the U21 or U23's Canadian national team, uh, and you go off to play. I don't know if you guys do, like, Asian Asian champs, or maybe that's just Oz. We belong to Norseka, so it's a bit uh, less organized than Asian champs or CEDs <laughs> and stuff like that. A bit. So, okay, so let's say you, you go off. You go off there. Like, are you, as a player, getting paid, or do you have to pay to go? So the way it was structured last
1: cycle under Glenn is they had to pay a fee, but they also received a card. So I think they either were breaking even or getting ahead, but the fee would go to pay for like some of the travel or their housing when they were all located at like a centralized facility. Yeah. So uh, I don't think it cost them much, but on paper, like I think they had to pay like 2,500, but then would receive like four grand in, yeah. in a card. And that card probably similar to us included some tuition support as well. Yeah
0: for sure. I think our junior guys get like four months of carding, um, but then also have to pay a little bit. So you end up a little bit ahead. Yeah. Like it's tough. We have such a weird system in our sport for pro for like indoor and beach, Josh, like this is not a good foundation for a real entertaining, professionalized sport around the world. Right. Like you think about um, the way they do things in a soccer, for example, like, you think about the world's top players, like the top money draws for these big events and what they do with their career, right? Like they play on their club team, they're they're marketed to the sky, but when the international events come around, they show up. Like it's not as often, it's not once a year. It's like every four years or whatever for the Euro or whatever, every four years for the World Cup, but they show up and they, they're there committed, right? Why are we not adopting something similar where we can be like, all right, Let's only do this international thing seriously every however many years so we can really get the best of the best involved.
1: Not, not a good answer, I guess. Well, no, that, that's a great question because I'm thinking of other sports. Like, obviously, like, uh, an Australian probably listening would say, like, oh, Canada, like, hockey, what do you guys do? And I had a family friend get invited to the U18 tryouts a couple years ago. And, like, Garrett, they're asking them what they want for breakfast and their fridge is stocked with, like, all the stuff they want. Like, Hockey sure. Canada seems to have wow. unbelievable funding. Like yeah. And we all go, wow, well, like, it's No, but, but like- because you go, like,
0: because the, they host, say we host the World Juniors for hockey tickets are gone people go people pay money yes. that makes That's money one here. right
1: like but it generates revenue yes. right? so then they can then make programs yeah. accessible and affordable where like yes. volleyball it has uh-huh. to be pay to play because we're not generating revenue Garrett, we don't even want to pay five ninety nine for a live stream
0: I mean unless we're going to host a bunch of international games in our country which we do like once every few years for the world league and we get like three games is what you get you get you get like very few games I feel like yeah, I think you host a weekend which is yeah, like Like how lame matches. is that? And the whole thing, you get to host like three games in your country. And that's you gotta that goes back to what? I don't know. Pay your way if people go. Like I don't know about you, Josh. Have you ever been to the and maybe you too, Anton, if they've ever had any of the World League games um in Canada, if you've ever been. Um yeah. but it's awesome. Like it's fun. You get the get the full teams there, you get the full stadiums. It's a production. Like it's really good. But why why don't we get the chance to do that more? I'm bitter again.
1: What a great segue for indoor. V and L tickets on sale right now. I think the women are gonna be in Calgary and the guys are in Ottawa, I think is where they're hosting this year. But yeah, tickets available, Garrett. Be there. Ottawa. Hmm.
0: Tough. Calgary's a big city. Ottawa's a big city too. I shouldn't complain, but Oh, gosh. What are we going to do, Anton? You got any advice for us as
2: Canadians for
0: uh, growing the
2: sport? <laughs> uh, I mean, <clears throat> I, I initially want to say you're probably doing a better job than us. But okay. No, we'll the take that. The, the university opportunity is unreal because back home, we don't really do that. If you want to play volleyball, you either go to the AIS or you go overseas. Um, so... It is interesting how competitive
1: and relevant the program is. Where it sounds like at the university level, you guys encourage people to go to North America, or you encourage them to go play pro in Europe. Like it's not a homegrown program. It's like go over there, get really good, and then come back, and we'll all play for our national team.
2: Yeah, and there's like, I mean, there's obviously state, uh, provincial leagues, and then there's like a there's a um, national league, but that runs for like two months at the end of the year, and it's kind of just like you go and play for a team do and people care. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, like <laughs> I would, I would say, okay, yes they do. But I would say like the, the nationals for university here would be um, more televised okay. and more important. Yeah. I mean, did, did you plus find plus it's an open age plus it's open age back home? Right.
0: Do you find that at, in your university games, you get a lot of people there to every game? Like, do you find like your team is a hot ticket that, you know, people show up and people cheer and enjoy their time watching the games?
2: Um, I wouldn't say like he- heaps of people, um, but we get like a, maybe a decent crowd. Um, and I mean, we have like a big, a big grandstand and it's it's not typically full, but when it is, it's really nice. But So when is it like, what's the
0: draw to get people in there? You know what I mean? Like this is the kind of secret yeah. sauce we got to get here, Josh. It's like, What is the difference between crickets in the stands and it's a packed house?
2: Just playoffs? Uh, Well, I don't know. I've never been here when we've hosted playoffs, but time of day definitely makes a difference. Uh, And then, like, uh, for the season openers, I mean, that's usually when the biggest crowd is. Or, like, if you you host a uh, junior volleyball tournament that week or that Friday, Saturday, you get all the kids out. Um, But I wouldn't say it's like, oh, it's Friday night in Kamloops. Let's go to the the TCC and watch volleyball.
0: (laughs) Okay, but the evening time is where you get the most spectators? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that, Josh,
1: right there, that, why do we not play every game at night then? Well, uh, the reason, like, when he mentioned time of day, right away my mind went to, like, some schools host their games that, like, the women play at four and the guys play at six, and that's just so defeating. you were be like, no, you're you're taking up too much of my day that I don't want to do that. Yeah, like, uh, 4 p.m. on a Friday? No, like, the Saturday games, sometimes in the OUA, like, the, the first game will start at four. It's,
2: like, it's kind of a weird time of day. Like Yeah, yeah yep. the Saturday games usually start earlier than the Friday ones.
0: Yeah, and that's dumb. Because if you get somebody to come to watch the the first game at 4 p.m., that game ends, you're going to sit around for 45 minutes waiting for the next game to play, watching everybody warm That's up? That's
2: like, a good point.
0: I'm heading out of there. I'm only going to go watch one game. Like I don't want to sit there doing nothing for 45 minutes.
1: Like, How are we going to fix that? We can't fix that at all. I don't know. Well. to get people to watch like I I don't know if you guys are watching the NBA playoffs but like there's not a lot of like basketball talk going on as much as there's like storytelling right it's like the Brooklyn Nets like they kind of screwed the pooch a little bit and like what's going on behind the scenes or like the Raptors Philly series it's not about like oh this team's playing a zone or this team's running this set on offense it's like what is James Harden doing Joel Embiid, Nick Nurse like it's a lot of the storytelling that sucks you into like the drama of it and then the sport itself is entertaining don't get me wrong but I don't think selling technical tactical is always the way to go all right which Anton- like back right. to the nba i think
2: that's kind of a shame this year because the league is so diverse right now you, you know, think it's, it is? i think it's a shame that those stories are uh you know potentially arguably more powerful than the fact that there's no real super teams anymore are you well, talking about the nba yeah i'm just going off josh playing. okay so josh what playing.
0: then is
2: the
1: story that we can tell for our university league I think I would have watched TRU play this year. Like I would have watched a match if I would have heard the hype of like, they're running an X player, there's a 6-2. Like if they would have hyped up like the S sport instead of like paying attention to the standings or when they play Trinity, I think like they had a unique system that would have drawn my attention to want to click on like YouTube or Facebook to watch a match. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so here's the, str- here's the plan. <laughs> Josh, you give me your volumetrics account. <laughs>
1: That's already borrowed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you give me the account. <laughs> and we got to find some of the clips, some of the nice clips and get them out there so people can know some of the fun stuff we're doing. The 6-2 that uh, Anton was running, him dishing the butter with his uh,
1: beauty mitts. I mean... We gotta get. that It's out not gonna there. happen. But what if I just put it in the comments of this video that, and everyone could have a volume change to? Well,
0: hey, then you 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 you'd worry about you know dozens of people getting into that account, Josh. Yeah. So it would dozens. probably be fine if you put the account details in a comment in this video, we'd probably be okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Anton, this has been fun, man. I mean, this is how the show usually goes: is we uh, we get to a point where we. have been chatting a while, and I gotta ask, how how you felt it went?
2: Oh, I enjoyed it. It was good banter. You guys, you guys are good stuff. I enjoyed it a lot.
0: Oh, well, we appreciate it, and thanks for coming on. We'll uh, we'll maybe have to have you on again when we uh, when we know a little bit more about uh, where you're headed and what's next for you, and you can give us some inside scoop maybe on the uh, Aussie national team with Dave Preston. We gotta hear we gotta hear the
2: inside. Sure. Let's let's do uh, let's do two Aussies and two Canadians. Maybe I can jump on with Hamish. Make fun of his haircut. I mean,
0: I, I'm down for that. So, Josh, get on it. Can you figure it out? Because as the fans have inevitably commented down below, it's clear that I carry more episodes of this show, Josh. So oh, I mean, if I can't I, wait. If, if it's not God. the case, I'll be absolutely buried. I'll be so
1: disappointed. I can't um, wait Monday evening to check the comment section and just...
0: Well, just, I, give it a few days, okay, Josh? Okay. I'm not going to take, you know, day one um but uh yeah well thanks for coming on anton we appreciate man it was a blast having you um your insights and stuff like that and hey i mean well done for the 6-2 and a great career uh in the can west the top league uh in canada um we uh we're super thankful that you you joined us and uh, gave us some good stuff so anything else we want to say to the fans josh for the dozens the singles of
1: people still listening I'm so glad he came out of the gates and hit you with that comment that you've brought up like four times already this episode. Well, it's gold. He, he really far, got to you. It's he gold really as far as...
0: Well, no, I mean, I. it's the best comment we've maybe had to open a show. We've got to get more people on who just inadvertently chirp Canada. I'm so down for that. We, we need more of that. Uh, all right. Well, that'll do it for this one. Uh, thank you guys Thanks, so much folks. for watching, and we hope to see you next time.